part two chapter seven of a raw youth this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org a raw youth by fyodor dostoyevsky translated by constance garnett part two chapter seven one i waked up at eight o'clock in the morning instantly locked my door sat down by the window and began thinking so i sat till ten o'clock the servant knocked at my door twice but i sent her away at last at eleven o'clock there was a knock again i was just going to shout to the servant again but it was liza the servant came in with her brought me in some coffee and prepared to light the stove it was impossible to get rid of the servant and all the time fekla was arranging the wood and blowing up the fire i strode up and down my little room not beginning to talk to liza and even trying not to look at her the servant as though on purpose was inexpressibly slow in her movements as servants always are when they notice they are preventing people from talking liza sat on the chair by the window and watched me your coffee will be cold she said suddenly i looked at her not a trace of embarrassment perfect tranquillity and even a smile on her lips such are women i thought and could not help shrugging my shoulders at last the servant had finished lighting the stove and was about to tidy the room but i turned her out angrily and at last locked the door tell me please why have you locked the door again liza asked i stood before her liza i never could have imagined you would deceive me like this i exclaimed suddenly though i had never thought of beginning like that and instead of being moved to tears an angry feeling which was quite unexpected stabbed me to the heart liza flushed she did not turn away however but still looked straight in my face wait liza wait oh how stupid i've been but was i stupid i had no hint of it till everything came together yesterday and from what could i have guessed it before from your going to madame stolbaev's and to that daria onisimovna but i looked upon you as the sun liza and how could i dream of such a thing do you remember how i met you that day two months ago at his flat and how we walked together in the sunshine and rejoiced had it happened then had it she answered by nodding her head so you were deceiving me even then it was not my stupidity liza it was my egoism more than stupidity the egoism of my heart and maybe my conviction of your holiness oh i have always been convinced that you were all infinitely above me and now this i had not time yesterday and one day to realize in spite of all the hints and besides i was taken up with something very different yesterday at that point i suddenly thought of katerina nikolaevna and something stabbed me to the heart like a pin and i flushed crimson it was natural that i could not be kind at that moment but what are you justifying yourself for you seem to be in a hurry to defend yourself arcady what for liza asked softly and gently though her voice was firm and confident what for what am i to do now if it were nothing but that question and you ask what for i don't know how to act i don't know how 
brothers do act in such cases i know they go with pistols in their hands and force them to marry i will behave as a man of honour ought only i don't know how a man of honour ought to behave why because we are not gentlefolk and he's a prince and has to think of his career he won't listen to honest people like us we are not even brother and sister but nondescript illegitimate children of a house serf without a surname and princes don't marry house serfs oh it's nauseating and what's more you sit now and wonder at me i believe that you are very much distressed said liza flushing again but you are in too great a hurry and are distressing yourself too great a hurry why do you think i have not been slow enough is it for you liza to say that to me i cried completely carried away by indignation at last and what shame i have endured and how that prince must despise me it's all clear to me now and i can see it all like a picture he quite imagined that i had guessed long ago what his relation was to you but that i held my tongue or even turned up my nose while i bragged of my honour that's what he may well have thought of me and that i have been taking his money for my sister for my sister's shame it was that he loathed so and i think he was quite right too to have every day to welcome a scoundrel because he was her brother and then to talk of honour it would turn any heart to stone even his and you allowed it all you did not warn me he despised me so utterly that he talked of me to stebelkov and told me yesterday that he longed to get rid of us both Verislav and me and stabelkov too anna andreyevna is as much your sister as lizaveta makarovna and then he shouted after me my money's better than his and i i insolently lolled on his sofa and forced myself on his acquaintances as though i were an equal damn them and you allowed all that most likely darzen knows by now judging at least by his tone yesterday evening every one every one knew it except me no one knows anything he has not told any one of his acquaintances and he could not liza added and about stebelkov all i know is that stebelkov is worrying him and that it could only have been a guess on stebelkov's part anyway i have talked to him about you several times and he fully believe me that you know nothing and i can't understand how this happened yesterday oh i paid him all i owed him yesterday anyway and that's a load off my heart liza does mother know of course she does why yesterday she stood up for you against me oh liza is it possible that in your heart of hearts you think yourself absolutely right that you really don't blame yourself in the least i don't know how these things are considered nowadays and what are your ideas i mean as regards me your mother your brother your father does versilov know mother has told him nothing he does not ask questions most likely he does not want to ask he knows but does not want to know that's it it's like him well you may laugh at a brother a stupid brother when he talks of pistols but your mother surely you must have thought liza that it's a reproach to mother i have been tortured by that idea all night mother's first thought now will be it's because i did wrong and the daughter takes after the mother oh what a cruel and spiteful thing to say cried liza while the tears gushed from her eyes she got up and walked rapidly towards the door stay stay i caught her in my arms made her sit down again and sat down beside her still keeping my arm round her 
i thought it would be like this when i came here and that you would insist on my blaming myself very well i do blame myself it was only through pride i was silent just now and did not say so i am much sorrier for you and mother than i am for myself she could not go on and suddenly began crying bitterly don't liza you mustn't i don't want anything i can't judge you liza what does mother say tell me has she known long i believe she has but i only told her a little while ago when this happened she said softly dropping her eyes what did she say she said bear it liza said still more softly ah liza yes bear it don't do anything to yourself god keep you i'm not going to she answered firmly and she raised her eyes and looked at me don't be afraid she added it's not at all like that liza darling all i can see is that i know nothing about it but i've only found out now how much i love you there's only one thing i can't understand liza it's all clear to me but there's one thing i can't understand at all what made you love him how could you love a man like that that's the question and i suppose you've been worrying yourself all night about that too said liza with a gentle smile stay liza that's a stupid question and you are laughing laugh away but one can't help being surprised you know you and he you are such opposite extremes i have studied him he's gloomy suspicious perhaps he is very good-hearted he may be but on the other hand he is above all extremely inclined to see evil in everything though in that he is exactly like me he has a passionate appreciation for what's noble that i admit but i fancy it's only in his ideal oh he is apt to feel remorse he has been all his life continually cursing himself and repenting but he will never reform that's like me too perhaps thousands of prejudices and false ideas and no real ideas at all he is always striving after something heroic and spoiling it all over trifles forgive me liza i'm a fool though i say this and wound you and i know it i understand it it would be a true portrait smiled liza but you are too bitter against him on my account and that's why nothing you say is true from the very beginning he was distrustful with you and you could not see him as he is but with me even at luga he has had no eyes for any one but me ever since those days at luga yes he is suspicious and morbid and but for me he would have gone out of his mind and if he gives me up he will go out of his mind or shoot himself i believe he has realized that and knows it liza added dreamily as though to herself yes he is weak continually but such weak people are capable at times of acting very strongly how strangely you talked about a pistol arcady nothing of that sort is wanted and i know what will happen it's not my going after him it's his coming after me mother cries and says that if i marry him i shall be unhappy that he will cease to love me i don't believe that unhappy perhaps i shall be but he won't cease to love me that's not why i have refused my consent all along it's for another reason for the last two months i've refused but to-day i told him yes i will marry you arkasha do you know yesterday her eyes shone and she threw her arms round my neck he went to anna andreyevna's and told her with absolute frankness that he could not love her 
yes he had a complete explanation with her and that idea's at an end he had nothing to do with the project it was all prince nikolai ivanovitch's notion and it was pressed upon him by those tormentors stebokov and someone else and to-day for that i've said yes dear arcady he is very anxious to see you and don't be offended because of what happened yesterday he's not quite well this morning and will be at home all day he's really unwell arcady don't think it's an excuse he has sent me on purpose and told me to say that he needs you that he has a great deal he must tell you and that it would be awkward to say it here in your lodging well good-bye oh arcady i am ashamed to say it as i was coming here i was awfully afraid that you would not love me any more i kept crossing myself on the way and you've been so good and kind i shall never forget it i'm going to mother and you try and like him a little won't you i embraced her warmly and told her i believe liza you're a strong character and i believe that it's not you who are going after him but he who is going after you only only what made you love him that's the question liza put in with her old mischievous laugh pronouncing the words exactly as i had done that's the question and as she said it she lifted her forefinger exactly as i do we kissed at parting but when she had gone my heart began to ache again two i note merely for myself there were moments after liza had gone when a perfect host of the most unexpected ideas rushed into my mind and i was actually quite pleased with them well why should i bother i thought what is it to me it's the same with every one or nearly so what of it if it has happened to liza am i bound to save the honour of the family i mention all these details to show how far i was from a sound understanding of the difference between good and evil it was only feeling save me i knew that liza was unhappy that mother was unhappy and i knew this by my feeling when i thought of them and so i felt that what had happened must be wrong now i may mention beforehand that from that day right up to the catastrophe of my illness events followed one another with such rapidity that recalling them now i feel surprised myself that i was able to stand up against them crushing as they were they clouded my mind and even my feelings and if in the end i had been overwhelmed by them and had committed a crime i was within an ace of it the jury might well have acquitted me but i will try to describe it all in the exact order of events though i forewarn the reader that there was little order in my thoughts at that time events came rushing on me like the wind and my thoughts whirled before them like the dead leaves in autumn since i was entirely made up of other people's ideas where could i find principles of my own when they were needed to form independent decisions i had no guide at all i decided to go to see prince sergey that evening that we might be perfectly free to talk things over and he would be at home till evening but when it was getting dark i received again a note by post a note from stebokov it consisted of three lines containing an urgent and most persuasive request that i would call on him next morning at eleven o'clock on most important business and you will see for yourself that it is business thinking it over i resolved to be guided by circumstances as there was plenty of time to decide before to-morrow 
it was already eight o'clock i should have gone out much earlier but i kept expecting Versaloff. i was longing to express myself to him and my heart was burning but Versaloff was not coming and did not come it was out of the question for me to go to see my mother and liza for a time and besides i had a feeling that Versaloff certainly would not be there all day i went on foot and it occurred to me on the way to look in at the restaurant on the canal side where we had been the day before sure enough Versaloff was sitting there in the same place i thought you would come here he said smiling strangely and looking strangely at me his smile was an unpleasant one such as i had not seen on his face for a long time i sat down at the little table and told him in full detail about the prince and liza and my scene with prince sergey the evening before i did not forget to mention how i had won at roulette he listened very attentively and questioned me as to prince sergey's intention to marry liza pauvre enfant she won't gain much by that perhaps but very likely it won't come off though he is capable of it tell me as a friend you knew it i suppose had an inkling of it my dear boy what could i do in the matter it's all a question of another person's conscience and of feeling even though only on the part of that poor girl i tell you again i meddled enough at one time with other people's consciences a most unsuitable practice i don't refuse to help so far as i'm able and if i understand the position myself and you my dear boy did you really suspect nothing all this time but how could you i cried flaring up how could you if you'd a spark of suspicion that i knew of liza's position and saw that i was taking money at the same time from prince sergey how could you speak to me sit with me hold out your hand to me when you must have looked on me as a scoundrel for i bet anything you suspected i knew all about it and borrowed money from prince sergey knowingly again it's a question of conscience he said with a smile and how do you know he added distinctly with unaccountable emotion how do you know i wasn't afraid as you were yesterday that i might lose my ideal and find a worthless scamp instead of my impulsive straightforward boy i dreaded the minute and put it off why not instead of indolence or duplicity imagine something more innocent in me stupid perhaps but more honourable que diable i am only too often stupid without being honourable what good would you have been to me if you had had such propensities to persuade and try to reform in that case would be degrading you would have lost every sort of value in my eyes even if you were reformed and liza are you sorry for her i am very sorry for her my dear what makes you think i am so unfeeling on the contrary i will try my very utmost and you what of your affair never mind my affair i have no affairs of my own now tell me why do you doubt that he'll marry her he was at anna andreyevna's yesterday and positively refused that is disowned the foolish idea that originated with prince nikolai ivanitch of making a match between them he disowned it absolutely yes when was that and from whom did you hear it he inquired with interest i told him all i knew hm he pronounced it as it were dreamily and pondering 
then it must have happened just about an hour before another explanation hm oh well of course such an interview may have taken place between them although i know that nothing was said or done either on his side or on hers though of course a couple of words would be enough for such an explanation but i tell you what it's strange he laughed suddenly i shall certainly interest you directly with an extraordinary piece of news if your prince did make his offer yesterday to anna andreevna and suspecting about liza i should have done my utmost to oppose his suit entre nous soit dit anna andreevna would in any case have refused him i believe you are very fond of anna andreevna you respect and esteem her that's very nice on your part and so you will probably rejoice on her account she is engaged to be married my dear boy and judging from her character i believe she really will get married while i well i give her my blessing of course going to be married to whom i cried greatly astonished ah guess i won't torment you to prince nikolai ivanovitch to your dear old man i gazed at him with open eyes she must have been cherishing the idea for a long time and no doubt worked it out artistically in all its aspects he went on languidly dropping out his words one by one i imagine this was arranged just an hour after prince sergey's visit you see how inappropriate was his dashing in she simply went to prince nikolai ivanovitch and made him a proposal what made him a proposal you mean he made her a proposal oh how could he she did she herself though to be sure he is perfectly ecstatic they say he is simply sitting now wondering how it was the idea never occurred to him i've heard he has even taken to his bed from sheer ecstasy no doubt listen you are talking so ironically i can hardly believe it and how could she propose to him what did she say i assure you my dear boy that i am genuinely delighted he answered suddenly assuming a wonderfully serious air he is old of course but by every law and custom he can get married as for her again it's a matter of another person's conscience as i have told you already my dear boy however she is quite competent to have her own views and make her own decision but the precise details and the words in which she expressed herself i am not in a position to give you my dear boy but no doubt she was equal to doing it in a way which neither you nor i would have imagined the best of it all is that there's nothing scandalous in it it's all très comme il faut in the eyes of the world of course it's quite evident that she was eager for a good position in the world but you know she deserves it all this my dear boy is an entirely worldly matter and no doubt she made her proposal in a magnificent and artistic style it's an austere type my dear boy the girl nun as you once described her the cool young lady has been my name for her a long time past she has almost been brought up by him you know and has seen more than one instance of his kindly feeling towards her she assured me some time ago that she had such a respect for him and such a high opinion of him such feeling for him and such sympathy with him and all the rest of it so that i was to some extent prepared 
i was informed of all this this morning in her name and at her request by my son her brother andrei andreyevitch whom i believe you don't know and whom i see regularly twice a year he respectfully approves of the step she has taken then it is public already good heavens i am amazed no it's certainly not public yet not for some time i don't know i am altogether out of it in fact but it's all true but now katerina nikolaevna what do you think it won't suit Buring's taste will it i don't know actually that he will dislike it but you may be sure that on that side anna andreyevna is a highly respectable person for what a girl she is yesterday morning immediately before this she inquired of me whether i were in love with the widow amakov do you remember i told you of it yesterday with surprise it would have been impossible for her to marry the father if i had married the daughter do you understand now oh to be sure i cried but could anna andreyevna really have imagined that you could possibly want to marry katerina nikolaevna evidently she could my dear boy but however i believe it's time for you to go where you were going my head aches all the time you know i'll tell them to play lucia i love the solemnity of, of its dreariness but i've told you that already i repeat myself unpardonably perhaps i'll go away from here though i love you my dear boy but good-bye whenever i have a headache or toothache i thirst for solitude a line of suffering came into his face i believe now he really was suffering with his head his head particularly till to-morrow i said why till to-morrow and what is to happen to-morrow he said with a wry smile i shall go to see you or you come to see me no i shan't come to you but you'll come running to me there was something quite malevolent in his face but i had no thoughts to spare for him what an event three prince sergey was really unwell and was sitting alone with his head wrapped in a wet towel he was very anxious to see me but he had not only a headache he seemed to be aching morally all over to anticipate events again all that latter time right up to the catastrophe it was somehow my fate to meet with people who were one after another so excited that they were all almost mad so that i couldn't help being infected with the same malady myself i came i must confess with evil feelings in my heart and i was horribly ashamed too of having cried before him the previous night and anyway lies and he had so clearly succeeded in deceiving me that i could not help seeing myself as a fool in short my heart was vibrating on false notes as i went in but all this affectation and false feeling vanished quickly i must do him the justice to say that his suspiciousness had quickly disappeared that he surrendered himself completely he betrayed almost childish affection confidence and love he kissed me with tears and at once began talking of the position yes he really did need me his words and the sequence of his ideas betrayed great mental disorder he announced with great firmness his intention to marry liza and as soon as possible the fact that she is not of noble birth does not trouble me in the least believe me he said to me my grandfather married a serf girl who sang in a neighbouring landowner's private theatre my family of course had rested certain expectations upon me but now they'll have to give way and it will not lead to strife 
i want to break with my present life for good for good to have everything different everything new i don't understand what made your sister love me but if it had not been for her i should not have been alive to this day i swear from the depth of my soul that my meeting her at luger was the finger of providence i believe she loved me because i had fallen so low can you understand that though arkady makarovitch perfectly i declared in a voice of full conviction i sat at the table and he walked about the room i must tell you the whole story of our meeting without reserve it began with a secret i had guarded in my heart of which she alone heard because only to her could i bring myself to trust it and to this day no one else knows it i went to luga then with despair in my heart and stayed at madame stolbiev's i don't know why seeking solitude perhaps i had only just resigned my commission in the regiment which i had entered on my return from abroad after my meeting with andrei petrovitch out there i had some money at the time and in the regiment i led a dissipated life and spent freely while well, the officers my comrades did not like me though i tried not to offend any one and i will confess it to you no one has ever liked me there was a certain cornet stepanov i must admit an extremely empty-headed worthless fellow not distinguished in any way there was no doubt he was honest though he was in the habit of coming to see me and i did not stand on ceremony with him he used to sit in a corner mute but dignified for days together and he did not get in my way at all one day i told him a story that was going the round with many foolish additions of my own such as that the colonel's daughter was in love with me and that the colonel had his eye upon me for her and so would do anything to please me in short i will pass over the details but it led to a very complicated and revolting scandal it was not stepanov who spread it but my orderly who had overheard and remembered it all for i had told an absurd story compromising the young lady so when there was an inquiry into the scandal and this orderly was questioned by the officers he threw the blame on stepanov that is he said that it was to stepanov i told the story stepanov was put in such a position that he could not deny having heard it it was a question of honour and as two-thirds of the story had been lying on my part the officers were indignant and the commanding officer who had called us together was forced to clear the matter up at this point the question was put to stepanov in the presence of all had he heard the story or not and at once he told the whole truth well what did i do then i a prince whose line goes back a thousand years i denied it and told stepanov to his face that he was lying in the most polite way suggesting that he had misunderstood my words and so on i'll leave out the details again but as stepanov came to me so often i was able with some appearance of likelihood to put the matter in such a light that he might seem to be plotting with my orderly for motives of his own and this told in my favour stepanov merely looked at me in silence and shrugged his shoulders i remember the way he looked at me and shall never forget it then he promptly resigned his commission but how do you suppose it ended every officer without exception called on him and begged him not to resign a fortnight later i too left the regiment no one turned me out no one suggested my re-signing i alleged family reasons for my leaving the army that was how the matter ended at first i didn't mind and even felt angry with them i stayed at luga made the acquaintance of lizaveta makarovna 
but a month afterwards i began to look at my revolver and to think about death i looked at everything gloomily arkady makarovitch i composed a letter to the commanding officer and my former comrades with a full confession of my lie and a vindication of stepanov's honour when i had written the letter i asked myself the question should i send it and live or should i send it and die i should never have decided that question chance blind chance brought me near to lizaveta makarovna after a strange and rapid conversation with her she had been at madame sobiev's before that we had met and parted with bows and had rarely spoken i suddenly told her everything it was then she held out a hand to me how did she settle the question i didn't send the letter she decided that i should not send it she argued that if i did send the letter i should of course have been doing an honourable action sufficient to wash away all the filth of the past and far more but she doubted my having the strength to endure it it was her idea that no one would have the strength to bear it for then the future would be utterly ruined and no new life would be possible it is true stepanov had suffered for it but he had been acquitted by public opinion as it was it was a paradox of course but she restrained me and i gave myself into her hands completely her reasoning was jesuitical but feminine i cried she had begun to love you already it was my regeneration into a new life i vowed to change to begin a new life to be worthy of myself and of her and this is how it has ended it has ended in my going with you to roulette in my playing pharaoh i could not resist the fortune i was delighted at being in the swim delighted with all these people with race-horses i tortured liza to my shame he rubbed his forehead with his hand and walked up and down the room we are both you and i stricken by the same russian curse arkady makarovitch you don't know what to do and i don't know what to do if a russian deviates ever so little from the rut of routine laid down for him by tradition at once he is at a loss what to do while he's in the rut everything's clear income rank position in society a carriage visits a wife but ever so little off it and what am i a leaf fluttering before the wind i don't know what to do for the last two months i have striven to keep in the rut i have liked the rut i have been drawn to the rut you don't know the depth of my downfall here i love liza but at the same time i have been thinking of madame amakoff is it possible i cried in distress by the way what did you say yesterday about versilov's having instigated you to behave in a mean way to katerina nikolaevna i may have exaggerated it and perhaps i have been unfair to him in my suspiciousness as i have been to you let us drop the subject why do you suppose that i have not been brooding over a lofty ideal of life all this time ever since luga perhaps i swear that ideal has never left me it has been with me continually and has lost none of its beauty in my heart i remembered the vow i made to lizaveta makarovna to reform when andrei petrovitch talked about the aristocracy to me yesterday he said nothing new i can assure you my ideal is firmly established a few score acres and only a few score for i have scarcely anything left of the fortune 
than absolutely complete abandonment of the world and a career a rural home a family and myself a tiller of the soil or something of the sort oh in our family it's nothing new my uncle my grandfather too till the soil with their own hands we have been princes for a thousand years as aristocratic and as ancient a name as the rohans but we are beggars and this is how i will train my children remember always all your life that you are a nobleman that the sacred blood of russian princes flows in your veins but never be ashamed that your father tilled the soil with his own hands he did it like a prince i should not leave them property nothing but that strip of land but i would bring them up in the loftiest principles that i should consider a duty oh i should be helped by liza by work by children oh how we have dreamed of this together dreamed of it here in this room and would you believe it at the same time i was thinking of madame amakoff and of the possibility of a worldly and wealthy marriage though i don't care for the woman in the least and only after what nash Chokin said about brewing i resolved to turn to anna andreyevna but you went to decline the match that was an honourable action anyway i suppose you think so he stopped short before me no you don't know my nature or else there is something i don't know myself because it seems i have more than one nature i love you sincerely arkady makarovitch and besides i am terribly to blame for the way i have treated you for the last two months and so i want you as liza's brother to know all this i went to anna andreyevna to make her an offer of marriage not to disown the idea is it possible but liza told me i deceived liza tell me please you made a formal offer and anna andreyevna refused it was that it was that it the facts are of great importance to me prince no i did not make an offer at all but that was only because i hadn't time she forestalled me not in direct words of course though the meaning was clear and unmistakable she delicately gave me to understand that the idea was henceforth out of the question so it was the same as your not making her an offer and your pride has not suffered how can you reason like that my own conscience condemns me and what of liza whom i have deceived and meant to abandon and the vow i made to myself and my forefathers to reform and to atone for all my ignoble past i entreat you not to tell her that perhaps that is the one thing she would not be able to forgive me i have been ill since what happened yesterday and now it seems that all is over and the last of the sokolskys will be sent to prison poor liza i have been very anxious to see you all day arkady makarovitch to tell you as liza's brother what she knows nothing of as yet i am a criminal i have taken part in forging railway shares something more what you are going to prison i cried jumping up and looking at him in horror his face wore a look of the deepest gloom and utterly hopeless sorrow sit down he said and he sat down in the armchair opposite to begin with you had better know the facts it was more than a year ago that same summer that i was at elms with lydia and katerina nikolaevna and afterwards at paris just at the time when i was going to paris for two months 
in paris of course i was short of money and it was just then stebelkoff turned up though i knew him before he gave me some money and promised to give me more but asked me in return to help him he wanted an artist a draughtsman engraver lithographer and so on a chemist an expert and for certain purposes what those purposes were he hinted pretty plainly from the first and would you believe it he understood my character it only made me laugh the point is that from my school days i had an acquaintance at present a russian exile though he was not really a russian but a native of hamburg he had been mixed up in some cases of forging papers in russia already it was on this man that stebelkoff was reckoning but he wanted an introduction to him and he applied to me i wrote a couple of lines for him and immediately forgot all about it afterwards he met me again and again and i received altogether as much as three thousand from him i had literally forgotten all about the business here i have been borrowing from him all the time with i o u s and securities and he has been cringing before me like a slave and suddenly yesterday i learned from him for the first time that i am a criminal when yesterday yesterday morning when we were shouting in my study just before nashchokin arrived for the first time he had the effrontery to speak to me quite openly of anna andreyevna i raised my hand to strike him but he suddenly stood up and informed me that his interests were mine and that i must remember that i was his accomplice and in as much a swindler as he though he did not use those words that was the sense what nonsense why surely it's all imagination no it's not imagination he has been here to-day and explained things more exactly these forged documents have been in circulation a long time and are still being passed about but it seems they've already begun to be noticed of course i've nothing to do with it but you see though you were pleased to give me that little letter that's what stebelkoff told me so you didn't know of course what for or did you know i did know prince sergey answered in a low voice dropping his eyes that's to say i knew and didn't know you see i was laughing i was amused i did it without thinking for i had no need of forged documents at that time and it wasn't i who meant to make them but that three thousand he gave me then he did not put down in his account against me and i let it pass but how do you know perhaps i really am a forger i could not help knowing i'm not a child i did know but i felt in a merry humour and i helped scoundrels felons helped them for money so i too am a forger oh you are exaggerating you've done wrong but you're exaggerating there's someone else in it a young man called zibielski some sort of attorney's clerk he too had something to do with these forgeries he came afterwards from that gentleman at hamburg to see me about some nonsense of course i didn't know what it was about myself it was not about those forgeries i know that but he has kept in his possession two documents in my handwriting only brief notes and of course they are evidence too i understood that to-day stebelkoff makes out that this zibielski is spoiling everything he has stolen something public money i believe but means to steal something more and then to emigrate so he wants eight thousand not a penny less to help him on his way my share of the fortune i had inherited would satisfy stebelkoff but he said zibielski must be satisfied too 
in short i must give up my share of the fortune and ten thousand besides that's their final offer and then they will give me back my two letters they're in collusion that's clear it's obviously absurd if they inform against you they will betray themselves nothing will induce them to give information i understand that they don't threaten to give information at all they only say we shall not inform of course but if it should be discovered then that's what they say and that's all but i think it's enough but that's not the point whatever happens and even if i had those letters in my pocket now yet to be associated with those swindlers to be their accomplice for ever and ever to lie to russia to lie to my children to lie to liza to lie to my conscience does liza know no she does not know everything it would be too much for her in her condition i wear the uniform of my regiment and every time i meet a soldier of the regiment at every second i am inwardly conscious that i must not dare to wear the uniform listen i cried suddenly there's no need to waste time talking about it there's only one way of salvation for you go to prince nikolai ivanitch borrow ten thousand from him ask for it without telling him what for then send for those two swindlers settle up with them finally buy back your letters and the thing is over the whole thing will be ended and you can go and till the land away with vain imaginings and have faith in life i have thought of that he said resolutely i have been making up my mind all day and at last i have decided i have only been waiting for you i will go do you know i have never in my life borrowed a farthing from prince nikolai ivanitch he is well disposed to our family and even and has come to their assistance but i i personally have never borrowed money from him but now i am determined to our family you may note is an older branch of the sokolskys than prince nikolai ivanitch's they are a younger branch collaterals in fact hardly recognized there was a feud between our ancestors at the beginning of the reforms of peter the great my great-grandfather whose name was peter too remained an old believer and was a wanderer in the forest of kostroma that prince peter married a second wife who was not of noble births so it was then these other sokolskys dropped out but i what was i talking about he was very much exhausted and seemed talking almost unconsciously calm yourself i said standing up and taking my hat go to bed that's the first thing prince nikolai ivanitch is sure not to refuse especially now in the overflow of his joy have you heard the latest news from that quarter haven't you really i've heard a wild story that he is going to get married it's a secret but not from you of course and i told him all about it standing hat in hand he knew nothing about it he quickly asked questions inquiring principally when and where the match had been arranged and how far the rumour was trustworthy i did not of course conceal from him that it had been settled immediately after his visit to anna andreyevna i cannot describe what a painful impression this news made upon him his face worked and was almost contorted and his lips twitched convulsively in a wry smile at the end he turned horribly pale and sank into a reverie with his eyes on the floor i suddenly saw quite clearly that his vanity had been deeply wounded by anna andreyevna's refusal of him the day before perhaps in his morbid state of mind he realized only too vividly at that minute the absurd and humiliating part he had played the day before in the eyes of the young lady of whose acceptance as it now appeared he had all the time been so calmly confident 
and worst of all perhaps was the thought that he had behaved so shabbily to liza and to no purpose it would be interesting to know for what these foppish young snobs think well of one another and on what grounds they can respect one another this prince might well have supposed that anna andreevna knew of his connection with liza in reality her sister or if she did not actually know that she would be certain to hear of it sooner or later and yet he had had no doubt of her acceptance and could you possibly imagine he said suddenly with a proud and supercilious glance at me that now after learning such a fact i i could be capable of going to prince nikolai ivanitch and asking him for money ask him the accepted fiance of the lady who has just refused me like a beggar like a flunkey no now all is lost and if that old man's help is my only hope then let my last hope perish in my heart i shared his feeling but it was necessary to take a broader view of the real position was the poor old prince really to be looked upon as a successful rival i had several ideas fermenting in my brain i had apart from prince sergey's affairs made up my mind to visit the old man next day for the moment i tried to soften the impression made by the news and to get the poor prince to bed when you have slept things will look brighter you'll see he pressed my hand warmly but this time he did not kiss me i promised to come and see him the following evening and we'll talk we'll talk there's so much to talk of he greeted these last words of mine with a fateful smile end of part two chapter seven